Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This podcast is intended for a mature audience and has scenes of graphic violence. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the For Blitter Justice podcast. My name is Scotty Weil. I am the director and one of the executive producers of this fine, fine show. And I'm here with the creator and writer of this For Blood or Justice universe, Mr. Todd Niss. And today we're talking with one of our very, very, very talented actors, uh, Jernest Kerchado, who plays Yada. Jernest, so nice to have you with us today. How did you make this podcast sound <laughs> so amazing? Thank you. It was a lot of work. I was in shock. When you came in, I mean, you you know, and we, we can talk about this now. Mm-hmm. We generally recorded everyone one-on-one from here, from my little voiceover booth, which at home. Uh-huh. And I, and I directed everybody over Zoom like this, right? Mm-hmm. And then I, thankfully, because I'm, I'm an actor, I was able to read with you to give you lines. Yeah. Uh, but, and then Todd, being a brilliant uh, editor, on top of being the brilliant writer and creator of this thing, he just had to piece it all together and then make it sound great. And so, wow. you know, the the scenes with you and Danny Trejo are are beautiful. You look familiar. Uh, do I know you? <laughs> I don't think we've ever met, but you may have seen me at the movies or at La Luchador. <laughs> El sangre del diablo. Oh my god. It's really you. I watched you on TV all the time. Pruebe la sangre del diablo, infiel. <laughs> that was very good. And sangre is fine. That's what all my friends call me. <laughs> friends? With el sangre del diablo? The greatest luchador ever. <laughs> Mijita. You humble me. I'm Yadira, but everyone calls me Yada, including my friends. Yada, I like that. <laughs> nice to meet you, Yada. Everything sounded so amazing, and I, at first I was really scared because I had never heard a podcast series. And so right. I was like, well, one, and I'm sure that we'll discuss this, for one, it's not my first language. Right. So what I loved about this is that it was really engaging from the beginning till the end. I loved that it was small episodes, like 30 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, around that time. So, you know, yeah. you can listen to them wherever you go. And it's so exciting to watch, like to watch it. Look at me. Listen, yeah. you know, because you're, you're, you feel like you're watching the whole show. Well, th- uh, 
thank you. That's a testament to the the great performances that we got. We just we just recently talked with one of the our other stars, Kellen Lutz, mm-hmm. and uh, Kellen's such a good dude and a solid solid actor. And you know he had to play that tricky hero role of Cotton. Yeah. And um, he, like you, showed up. He showed up, man, and he was ready to get into the trenches, and he had to, as I was saying, you had to give these, like, intense wails, like dramatic wails, and, you know, he was ready, and and every actor that that came in, we just said, hey, look, and you, I don't know if you remember this, but I said, hey, look, uh, the bar is really high here, so let's, you know, uh, if you get pissed at me for directing you to try something a little bit different... I, I am going to be pushing you to hit that really high, high, high mark. And that's what every actor, I feel like, I wish that I get that with every project that I do. Right. I hope that I get that direction. I hope that it's a right. collaborative process that we can explore together. Right. Um, because I, I always think, like, we are tools to your vision. And you right. can say a line in so many different ways. So at the end of the day, what people will listen is your direction and your your vision of this story, you right. know? And so what I remember that, and I wanted to mention something about about uh, Cotton. What's, what's his actual name, um, the actor? Kellen Lutz. Lutz. Yeah. He was phenomenal. Yeah, I think I when know. I heard that scene, um, can we talk about what happens in the show? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, I think I think we should. If people haven't listened to it, watched it, see now yeah. you got me saying that's when, all Todd though. Todd create you know Todd's audio mix. Just sidebar, his audio mix on top of being the writer and uh, the creator of this whole thing, and he edited. He also did the the all the audio mix that immerses you into this into this uh, podcast. <sighs> what? The... <sighs> No, 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 God, That was just, I, I, I started crying on that scene. And I was like, well, I'm, actu- I'm actually crying. Like, what? That's, that's so cool because you know what? Todd and I have got that reaction from a lot of people in that scene. It is a brutal scene because you've got this young uh, child actor, Bentley Lee Conger, who's fantastic, who plays uh, Cotton's son. And then you've got my old pal, Kristen Slaysman, who plays Cotton's wife, Skylar, uh, and the boy's mom. I know it was tough for you to, as a director, to ask him, like, this is what you got to do. Man, he was such a great kid, too. Man, he's such a nice kid. Well, everyone in that scene uh, was phenomenal. And Kristen, when I was directing that scene, you know, we're talking about getting both of these actors to go through this really intense emotion of basically you've got this psychotic person shooting at you you just watched 
your your husband or your or your dad get gunned down and now this guy is coming after you you're trying to get away in the car and this guy is just pumping bullets into your car now Kristen is nine months pregnant when I was directing her and she was due the day before or the day that we record <laughs> we recorded and I'm pushing the shit out of her emotionally because she would kind of get there and I'd be like eh, you're almost there and she ended up you know she ended up just giving a beautiful beautiful performance she's a really talented actress and director and producer by the way uh, Kristen Slaysman and I know she's she's so pregnant and I'm having her just do this this just awful scene where she's getting where she and her son are getting mowed down in the middle of the car in the middle of a desert. And oh, man, she did it, though. She gave it. And yeah. And then and then the same thing with Bentley. Um, he had a couple of great little improvs in the middle of that where he basically yells out mommy. When you listen to that scene, it's, you know, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it's intense. And I'm thinking and about Todd, it, I'm like crying because it was so... Yeah, and Todd mixed that so beautifully. Um, and that's, that's, that's what we were talking about, going for that, that film-like performances from everybody. That's, we decided, screw it, that's what we're going for. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. So, um I'm glad that was your favorite scene. It it was. I I what I loved was that you brought them back as living characters. Of course, like they were like as a flash uh, flashback. Right. And and then it like breaks your heart even more, you know, because it's like you're bringing them after the fact. Yeah. And it's just yeah, it just adds so much. But Todd, I think that I'm just. I'm just amazed with everything. And I, when I was listening to this, because it's such a multi-layered story and it's so complex and so many things. I love the way that it, in the storytelling format that you used of like every episode, we focus on a particular like group of people. And then little by little, you treated the audience like they were smart. Mm. And that's awesome. That's a, that's a cool comment. Todd, because, you know, it's it's yeah, a complex yeah. story. There's so many storylines here. I mean, you know, Todd's you know, we we intend to turn this into a television series. And, uh, you know, it's 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 a long road to, to get there, to, you know, to prove it, to pitch it. To Well, I don't think know. it is. I think it's honestly like this podcast itself was definitely a proof that you can do this. If you were able to do this on a podcast platform where you are not seeing, I cannot even imagine what you could do as a as a live series. It's crazy. Well, that's that's good to hear. And and you yeah. and it's that's how we, you know, we just kind of keep going. Todd's been uh, Todd's been working on this for 11 years. Wow. Um, I I've been attached for 4, so we've been pushing pushing that rock up the hill for a long time. And um, so now we have this done and we have the graphic novel, uh, which is beautiful. Uh, the artwork in that is so good. Um, and now we're, you know, we're, we're doing these interviews and we're moving forward, trying to get in and, and get to the right people to pitch this baby. And It's so funny because I, 
I was like checking, you know, my image before I, I joined in. I was like, and today I couldn't use my contacts. And then I was like, whoa, I look like Yada. Like, you know how she was like wearing the glasses. And I was like, this is so weird. <laughs> That's a good segue, Todd, because um, that was one of the questions that I wanted to put down and ask. Uh, we still have the same voiceover agent, right? DPN? Mm -hmm. We did a small casting. We asked David Salazar our yes. dear friend at DPN and great agent, um, did a small casting for us. And we, I, you know, I had a big ask <laughs> of bilingual, uh, bilingual actors that could, you know, can handle, you know, Spanish and English and, and morph back and forth, but, but can also play like two or three different roles. And he gave us three or four auditions. And I listened to it first before sending to Todd. And I just went up, oh, that's yada. And as an actor, it's, 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 it's always a, an interesting process directing, but also the casting process, process is, is fascinating because you see the actors that connect with the roles, but you also see someone who's done the work and connects to the role. Yeah. It's very, very, very apparent. And Todd and I both went, oh, yeah, no, that's her. And then we saw your, your headshot and Todd goes, oh, my God, that's Yada. After, right, after Todd? the fact, yeah, I was yeah, after the, yeah after completely after the, after the, fact, the like, fact. Oh my god, that is Yada. It's, it's so like weird. I was like, it's so weird. Yeah, but I, I love that you mentioned that because as an actor, you have to connect with the role, and sometimes you're just in that moment in life where you just connect with it, yeah. and and it's so almost magical in a way because it's almost like it finds you. You know. Um, you don't you don't always connect with roles, but when you do, it can be very beautiful. And and that's how it felt with with Yada. I don't know if you remember this, but Todd, if if you read the uh, when you read the graphic novel, uh, Yada is deaf. In yes, the graphic novel. I remember now that now. Remember? Yeah, we talked about this. <laughs> yeah, because you because we we decided because I was talking with Todd, I was like. As a podcast, I was like, dude, this is going to be really, really hard for Yada to be deaf. How about we, how about you tweak that role a little bit? Maybe she, you know, maybe she lives inside of her head a little bit. She's a little spacey, and that and that's that's what we ended up doing. Yeah. So it's it was it was we had a lot of discussion about that, didn't we, Todd? Yeah, for sure. I remember thinking, even going back to the graphic novel, that it was going to be tough. It's silly to think now, but it was going to be tough then because I wanted her to use sign language. But in a graphic novel, you're really only showing one in every five minutes of action. You know, you got to explain the rest of it. So that was a challenge. And then it's like, well, hopefully it comes across, you know, and then the podcast comes up and then we talked about it a lot because we didn't really want to change the role, but we thought we have to. I mean, it's just no yeah. other way it's going to work. And then and to that point also, Angel in the graphic novel, oh, yeah. doesn't, she doesn't really say anything. She does everything by a look, this intense look, and she maybe grunts here and there. But we had to change that. When you get Tara Strong, you gotta, you know, you gotta change that role too. So Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I I'm I'm glad that you gave her voice in it because it's yeah. very powerful. It was interesting listening, you know, because Tara's, as you know, the top of the top when it comes to voiceover. And she plays two of our leads. And when she was formulating that the 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 sound mm -hmm. for Angel. Mm-hmm. It was really interesting, Todd. If you remember, you know, she really had to, and because she can shape shift in a in a heartbeat, and she really had to get down into this 
this guttural place. And it was, you know, it was cool listening to her and watching her figure out how to physically um, become part of this uh, of this character, but obviously from an audio standpoint. She had to do it from an audio standpoint, and she had to just really get down into it. But Todd, Todd was like, no, 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 she doesn't talk very much. I was like, no, eh, she needs to talk. Know, and I she know. added so much to it. Like, I yeah. think um, her voice was just like, like, she's there, you know, and it's so, like, I don't, you needed that voice there. You needed, and I just admire voice actors so much. In that sense, yeah, like same. it's just, she's amazing. She's amazing. Everyone hold the fuck up! What the hell is going on? Well, big fella, we're going across that border, you see, and we need a tour guide. So she's coming with us. The hell she is, puta! No! Maybe a little, but stop. I can handle this gun. I sure you! Angel, just leave her out of this! No, y'all. Back off, big man. She's going to get a third eye in that pretty little face of hers. So how did yeah. you get all these amazing, talented people to be involved? Well, I've been kicking around for a few years. Uh, and uh, I know a lot of people and worked with uh, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So when you're it's you know, it's an independent film. Uh, basically. And when you're doing that, you have to beg, borrow and steal. Yeah. And what what I've found in any independent film project that I've done as a director or producer or whatever, we're all as actors, we're all very supportive of each other. And if you have a friend who you trust and you respect and says, hey, could you do this at a deferred rate for me? We don't have any money, but we're doing this at SAG-AFTRA, New media agreement, deferred payment. So when we make some money, we will pay you that union rate. And everybody said yes. Everybody said yes. Uh, it took, it was in the middle of the, the lockdown, Jernas, yes. if you remember. Yes, And, you know, everyone's sitting around. As voiceover actors, you know, we're set up to work all the time. This is what we do. Yeah. And I, and I told Todd, I go, now's the time. He goes, what? I said, now is the time. We have every actor in the world at, ho- at home. There are 65 speaking roles in this, Jernast. Wow. And so I, I just started kind of going through and I said, all right, hey, so, hey, Jeffrey Blake. Hey, Spencer Garrett. Uh, you know, and Jeffrey Blake would give me, um, uh, and Wally Langham gave me uh, Spencer Garrett. And that gave us Stephen Weber and then Xander Berkeley. And then thankfully, um, Xander's brilliant and lovely wife, uh, Sarah Clark, was also at home, and that gave us Sarah Clark, and so it went. Zach uh, Grenier. Zach Grenier, who is, is brilliant. Um, and then I reached out to I, – I purposefully wanted to cast this, Jernest, between my voiceover world that I've been a part of for the last 25 years and then the television and film world. Mm. And um, we did that, and it's, it's a really good mixture of, of, of both worlds. And our voiceover agents at DPN, Natanya Rose and David Salazar, were so, so helpful in bringing in the brilliant talent from DPN. Yeah, so they at least, uh, all the, the, the top voiceover actors came in and played at least two leads each. Uh, and, and a lot of the times, three. Uh, Tara Strong, the great Tara Strong, played Angel and Christina. Eric Bauza, Alex and James. 
Phil Lamar played uh, Turner, the steward to the evil Dr. DeRoos and a soldier. Uh, Lori Allen, uh, my old pal Lori, played uh, Janet, the uh, assistant to the medical examiner and a border dispatch. The always great Maurice LaMarche played the evil uh, doctor, evil Nazi doctor DeRoos, Deputy Hooper, and a strip club MC. I mean, it just goes and goes and goes. It was um, a joy to work with all of my old friends and some new ones. And I really am excited because I feel like these are the most talented people in Hollywood. And uh, when you listen to this, you'll go, oh, my God, that person plays what and what and what? That's insane. I don't they don't even sound close. And they're so it was it was a joy. Wow. And we did sessions, which is great <laughs> because I I had 65 roles to to to, to cast. And Scott so, played like six of them, I think. I played at least six. <laughs> no. At least, yeah, I, I, I'm, in, I'm at least six people in this thing, yeah. I tried to I tried to not take as many parts, but there was only so many, I was like, only so many calls I could make to people. Yeah. At, at a point. So uh, that's how we did it. And how long did it take you to record everyone? We two, did it in a... Months? About two months. Okay. From starting, because we had everything ready to go. We had the scripts all ready to go. Um, and then we just, I just started calling people. No, you had a, a, an A-list cast. Jernest, have you had a chance to listen to the bonus episode? Oh, yeah, I you did. have to listen to I that, did. I did. Isn't it funny as hell? I wanted more. And I was like, yeah. and then I got to that episode, and I was like, what's happening here? So I had to, like, look it up and then, like, listen to it again. Because I was like, oh, this is kind of like a, like a insight... What, what were you trying to do with that episode particularly? Like show a world of its own? Well, that was, that's a snippet or a scene from one of um, Sangre's movies. Movies, okay, movies. yeah, I had to read it. Yeah. Which you hear in the background all throughout uh, the podcast. You it's hear on the radio, the, it's on the You TV, hear that in the yeah. radio or on the TV when he's in the strip club where Yada goes to strip. You know, Sangre's in there. And so he's always a part of the... the yeah. The, uh, so I was like... Because yeah. I kept, I kept sure. listening to it, but I didn't know what that, that that's what I was... It was always there. And then I, I said to Todd, it's like, uh, dude, you, you need to write uh, this little snippet. You need to write this movie. And then we'll, we'll record it when we have our actors so that we have that too. You should listen to her. I won't be as kind as the police. <laughs> Curses to you, El Sangre del Diablo. You shall not survive this day. <laughs> Nonsense. El Sangre del Diablo is indestructible. I have escaped from the clutches of hell and returned to Earth to battle the forces of evil. And that means you. <laughs> The police are almost here. To hell with the police. Prepare to meet your maker, son of Satan. <laughs> no, El Sangre del Diablo. It is you who will soon return to hell. <laughs> Taste the devil's blood, infidel. I love that. And I love that. It's just, I going back to the storytelling and the way that you decided to do this whole podcast, the fact that you were bringing things back all the time. Like, that was so brilliant. It was so good. Good job, Todd. Thank you. Thank you. I, going back to your <laughs> other, yeah, no. To your other note was that you could see it and watch it. And that was because Scott and I are 
film nerds and come from the film, despite Scott's, uh, or in addition to Scott's years of experience of EO, we're both, you know, indie filmmakers at heart. Mm-hmm. And we like, we didn't want, some, I think somebody, or we talked about it a long time ago, like, oh, we're going to need a narrator and we're going to need this and that, how people are going to follow along. And we just like, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. We want people no. to experience it like a movie. And we knew we were either going to fail miserably or it was going to work great. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about let's have a wide shot and this should be a close up and we should move. This should be a, a, a steady cam shot, you know, through across the grass and into the building. And hopefully that came across. That was our goal. And it seems like it. It was very vivid. It's crazy how you were able to accomplish so much in so little time, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had we had very little time. I mean, I, I look at let, let's let's go recording with you. Um you know, we were probably online recording for an hour and a half, I'm guessing. Maybe two, maybe two hours. Uh, maybe two hours. And it certainly helped that you had done your homework and you showed up, you know, you showed up ready. And you, you, you had already embodied the character. And you also have done, <clears throat> you've done enough voiceover work that you understood that, you have a close-up, but the close-up is right here, and we need to hear you, and we need to visualize you in that moment right here on that mic, right? Um, and that was that was hard for harder for some other actors who only work on camera. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, a tough. It's cool that you mentioned that, and I, I had forgotten about that the close-up thing and how you had in your you had like the way that you were directing it was as a filmmaker, um, almost as if it was live. So I think it's probably the first time that I've ever had to do that or treated the way that you did it, Hmm. which was really cool. Um, Well, you were able to, you know, from a, because you grew up in Puerto Rico, you know, we needed your Spanish to, to come through like in a, in a heartbeat. Okay. You know, I'd be like, okay. You're in this moment, you're, you're not quite comfortable with uh, maybe the English, you know, you speak English fluently, but, you know, you really think in Spanish like you do because Spanish is your, is your first language. And, okay, we need you to mutter something in Spanish to the effect of blah, blah, blah. And then you would just, you would throw it out. Now, of course, we had to just rely on you that hopefully you were saying something that made sense because we don't speak Spanish, but... Uh, <laughs> no, and thankfully, like, also my my coach is Mex is a Mexican amazing coach. Oh yeah, Eduardo Roman. Nice. Is he I, here or is he? He's in LA. Okay. Yes. Um, and he's just wonderful. And uh, before I I think I coached with him for the audition because I wanted to be very authentic in the way right. that you know the the way that um everything everything that Yara said um and. And so he, he, he's a great director and I love, I love that. I love to always kind of like coach if I can, because it gives you that extra layer. And the fact that he was also Latino was able to like re like reaffirm that I was doing a good job and, and with the accent and all of that. Um, but he's wonderful too. You nailed it. You absolutely nailed it. Um, when you're doing the scene with Sangre del Diablo, who's played by Danny Trejo, you just you really hit the mark, and it was it was something that we knew that if we could get Danny to go there, which he did, uh, it was a part of the the, the podcast because the podcast is 
really intense, you know, and, and in parts extremely violent. Um, and this is a reprieve uh, from that. And some of the scene that you guys have in the back of the, of the strip club. Yeah. Is a grandfather, basically like grandfather to granddaughter. And it's something that you don't hear a lot from Danny. Mm. And you guys, and you sounded so good that day. And Todd and I, when we got done with our session, we, we really just kind of had a pause and, and played it back as, you know, an echo of, of the, of the session in our, in our heads. And you just, you really nailed Yada in tone and spirit and heart and you made you made my job really easy thank so, you thank you for that i mean yada's role is is multi-layered i mean it's not easy you know that yeah. character it might seem easy superficially on the top but i mean she's got to draw on the strength yet you're it's still this childlike wonder of seeing sangre your childhood hero but then as soon as alex and angel show up like it, there's like that mothering instinct to take care of your younger siblings. And it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a lot to it. Yeah. Like Scott said, it was like, as soon as we heard your audition, I think there were five or six and it was just, we both independently said, that's her. She gets it. And so, yeah, you made it easy for us. I think, I, I think, thank you. I going back to, to one of the things that I've kind of come to terms in my life with acting and everything is like, sometimes there's characters mm. that have a similar essence to you. And so for me, I could, I just connected because I am very similar to the character too in real life. For those of you listening that are fans of Miss Jeunesse Corchado, I hope that you saw her performance in Little America. My wife was, was watching it and she's like, you got to, she goes, I don't know, I've got to rewind this. You have to watch this. And I'm watching it and I've just worked with you like this, right? And I listened to your voice thousand times because we're you know through editing and everything and i'm watching this amazing performance on little america and i go that's your nest that's your nest crochado <laughs> and um god it was good it's so good i just i loved loved that episode and your performance was so grounded and quiet and real it was it was beautiful so. Thank you. It was thanks to, you know, again, going back to what I said to you about the directors, I'm such a director person. Like I need right. that collaboration. And I think, and I strongly believe that, you, you know, every project that you do, if you have a good captain on board, that you're always going to be giving your best. And for yes. me, it was Aurora Guerrero. She was wonderful. Um, yeah. And I just felt like I could, I was taken care of. I was safe. You're you're safe. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 imp- that's so important, isn't it? Because then it allows you, uh, as an actor, it allows you to jump off as many cliffs as you, as you want. Yeah, completely. And if if I did something wrong, then sh- I know that I have someone there that's like, no, let's go this way. Yeah. And that's that's awesome. I had to say no to a project um, because it it conflicted with another project that I got, and. I, w- I was so heartbroken because I wanted to work with that director. I don't know. I, I always look my life backwards. I always think like when I'm, I don't know why I think like I'm old already and like about to die. And I want to like make sure that I do make the decisions that I have to do correctly. Right. And so I was like, I kept thinking, I'm like, I hope that this is not the moment that I'm going to regret. 
because, you know, because, and you know, you can't, but because just because of that, because I wanted to work with that director so badly. It's like uh, my, my, a lot of my background is in improv. And so I, I was able to study with a great old brilliant uh, improv teacher named Del Close in Chicago back in the day. And, you know, with improv, what you learn is there's that moment and then that moment's gone. Mm-hmm. And that moment's never coming back again. And so you're trusting your instincts to, you know, to go after that moment, right? In that moment. So, yes, you, you can look back. You no, can learn no, from it. But, not at all. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I had to tell myself, I'm like, well, I'm going to have to, like, make money myself so I can produce a movie where I can hire him one day as my director. Like, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so I just yeah, had so to. you solved it. You solved that I problem solved right away. Head. I was like, well, at some point I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you my second favorite because yeah. battling and I, I, I also loved it very much. It was, and I, yeah. um, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know that I don't remember the name or I don't want to mess it up. I think it was the forensics, the woman forensics, right? Is it Ofra? Yeah. And she was going down. Janet. Oh, when she's going down into the, into the morgue. Into the morgue. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, her name, uh, Lori Allen. She's also a DPN. And Lori, Lori is a, a long time, very talented voiceover actress and actress and old friend of mine. Hey, someone's in here. Please just turn the lights back on. Charlie? Dwayne? Not funny, guys. Hello? Someone is playing a joke. It's not funny. Please stop. was amazing on it I was like and and I loved it because you create these silences like these moments where you're not giving the audience anything mm. but you're still Todd. giving so much yes yeah. Todd Todd's, Todd's audio mix there let's, yeah, no. let's give another another round of applause for that one yes <laughs> yes I'm impressed that you were able to, to write this amazing story and also be able to do everything else like that's crazy right? well thank you that's crazy. a lot of hats a lot of hats it was a it was it's it's funny as it sounds it, it was really tough to uh sound design silence because it can't be just silence you know and we there's well, 18 and we, layers and, of sound in there you know and we go back and forth and i and i would i would ask for more silence i would go no we need more it needs to be She's more down silent. there. I said it needs to be more silent. We need to have like just like really eerie sounds down in that morgue. It's so crazy because it does. What I loved about this the the podcast or the the um yeah being this being a podcast. What I loved about it was that it opened my imagination in a way. It it it, it makes you work in a different way than mm-hmm. a film does. And so it was even more crazy to me. It, it, I loved it because then I was like, okay, so that how does this look? Then where is she? Then, you know, it was just like very, it, it made me just stay still and actually be present and feel it. I felt like I was there with her. That's cool. 
That's, that's crazy. crazy. We're, we're, that's 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 what we're going for, and then and, and we we're just trying to reach as big of an audience as possible. And we just signed a distribution deal with a really cool podcast company called Revolver, mm-hmm. and they have the biggest. Uh, bilingual podcast audience out there, Spanish, English, uh, speaking, listening, uh, listenership out there. And we are stoked that we are going to be rolling out with them. So uh, that being said, uh, Jernes Corchado, would you please speak to that uh, that bilingual audience out there at Revolver and let them know uh, what they should expect and why they're going to dig for blood or justice? Take it away. Tienen que ver el, el show porque los, les va a encantar. O sea, es un show que, que te tiene así en la orilla del asiento, comiéndote las uñas, quieres estar presente en cada momento, no quieres perderte nada. Eh, es bien exciting, tiene mucha, mucha historia envuelta, les va a encantar. Lo estoy, I'm, I'm now translating in my head. <laughs> But I just think that... Este, um, les va a encantar, lo, se lo van a disfrutar mucho, van a ver a Dani Trejo matándolo, o sea, él es tremendo actor, eh, y si nos dan la oportunidad de seguir escuchando este podcast, pues vamos a tener la oportunidad de seguir creando esta historia, de seguir desarrollándola, y, y de alguna manera seguir entreteniéndolo, así que tienen que escucharla ya, ahora mismo. Muchas gracias. <laughs> There you go. But it's so, it's so tres, funny because now I'm like flipping my, my brain. Right. <laughs> it's, it's funny because we were trying to write That takes me back because to my sister growing up, my older sister had two very close friends and they were twins and they were Cuban American. And I would hear them talk and they would just slip in and out of English and Spanish so effortlessly. And it was just so funny to hear and so fun to hear. And I kept thinking back to that as I was trying to write this and trying to be entertaining and, 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 uh, respectful at the same time like so then we tried to leave it up to you guys you accomplished that so beautifully in in showing everyone uh yada's family and the scene the first scene where we we get to listen to you guys you and your brother paolo and and mama or grandma no uh, grandma uh who's in there and you just we we hear that todd and that's that's really interesting because you've never told me that before i love I love that scene because it just really gives you an idea about the where where Yada's coming from, this beautiful little family. Yeah. Well, and in the comic or the graphic novel, she has two little sisters who are twins. But yeah. for audio wise, we just said we just gotta get rid of it. I was like, it. I can't cast yet, you know, for two little kids for like a couple lines. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, sorry, man. When we're gonna ax the kids, sorry. So <laughs> I I really no, and what I what I love about this is that I just I see this as a TV series. Like I definitely do. Like and you give it it's it's just so well done and and honestly there's not that many shows out there that are this complex right now. Yeah. I gonna have to agree with you. Mm. It's just so great. I'm like this has to happen. Like I don't know what what we're gonna have to figure it out. <laughs> you well, know, this everyone, happen. everyone, keep uh, keep networking. That's yes. uh, basically what we're doing right now. We're yeah. independent filmmakers, and uh, all of you people uh, listening out there, just uh, the only thing you can do is give us support and uh, tell your friends and family that uh, that they're going to love this thing too. Absolutely. So, Jernes Corchado, um, we can't thank you enough for spending these last forty five, fifty minutes oh, with us, and thank uh, you. we look forward. 
to doing this as a television series and doing this in person. Yes, yes. That's going to be I fun. Do too. I Thanks, agree. Thanks, Thank you so thank much. You. In, no, thank you. No, so thank you so much. Thank you for your performance. Again, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No, no, thank you. No. I'm, I'm honestly very honored to have been part of this because I, I, I think you're both very talented and I believe in you and I hope that this story keeps finding um, more of a crowd, more of an audience, and I know that it will. And I know that it's going to be a TV series one day. Absolutely. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you down the road. The creators of For Blood or Justice would like to sincerely thank you for listening. We're independent film and podcast makers. So if you liked what you heard, we ask that you please tell a friend, family member, or co-worker about the show. And give us a positive review on your favorite podcast platform. For seriously killer artwork and animation, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. And if you'd like to take a deeper dive into the wild world of For Blood or Justice, please go to our website, where you can discover more about the cast, the creators, and, a special note, download the first issues of the For Blood or Justice graphic novel, all at no charge. Thanks again for listening. Keep it cool. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.